الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله by Allah Taala's Father we've reached this Mubarak seventh night of Ramadan the first uh, week of the month has passed Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala accept from it our prayer and our fasting and our standing and our charities and our good deeds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us and make us from those who are manumitted from the hellfire. Ameen. Uh, so today I wanted to switch gears. Uh, we spoke about uh, the Shaykh uh, Khaja Najmuddin al-Kubra and his most worthy successor, Shaykh al-Bakharzi, rahimahumullah tabarak wa ta'ala wa a'lallahu darajatihim. Uh, today I want to go to one of the more later mashaykh, um, the sheikh after whom the madrasa that I read in in Lahore was named Al-Jami' Al-Madaniya, uh, uh, Mawlana Sayyid Hussein Ahmed Faizabadi, uh, Al-Mulaqab Bil-Madani, Rahimahullah uh, Tabarak Wa Ta'ala. And we're going to be reading from a... Uh, reading from a text uh, with regards to his life written by one Maulana Bayazid Pandor Rahimahullah uh, Tabarak Wa Ta'ala and this uh, this biography has been published by uh, uh, Madrasa Arabiya Islamia and Zamzam Publishers um, so it starts the life and times of uh, Hazrat Shaykh al-Islam at a glimpse. Uh, he was given the laqab of Shaykh al-Islam because, his, uh, because of his status, not only as a great uh, alim and scholar of deen, but because of his political status that he was uh, considered the spiritual leader of the movement and agitation against the British in colonial India. And then after uh, uh, India receives uh, its... Uh, devolution of, of sovereignty from uh, the colonial uh, uh, system, then uh, he held essentially the highest clerical position of any of the ulama in, uh, uh, in the Republic of India, which is uh, currently uh, uh, the current like nation state that's, that's, that's there and that rules over there right now. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help, uh, help its people. Uh, the Muslims are experiencing uh, extraordinary vulm and tyranny and cruelty at the hands of the majority right now. Although that was not always the case. Uh, not to say that it was always rosy or cheeky, but the Muslims, uh, you know, they, they, they used to get by. And inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restore them to uh, their position of, of honor and strength. So Mulana Bayezid, uh, uh, he writes the life of uh, Hazrat Shaykh al-Islam at a glimpse, a small synopsis of the major events of his life. Uh, his birth was on the 19th of Shawwal in 1296, 1879 in Bangar uh, Mao district of Anau. Uh, his early education up to the age of 12, he studied in uh, Faizabad. Then he proceeded to Deoband uh, where he completed his Dars Nizami. Uh, between 1309 and 1316. 
During these seven and a half years, he studied approximately 60 books under 11 teachers, 24 of which he read directly from uh, Hazrat Sheikh al-Hind, Mawana Mahmoud al-Hassan, Deobandi rahimahullah ta'ala. So Sheikh al-Hind, for those of you who are familiar with Darul Qasim, this is the same Sheikh al-Hind that the Sheikh al-Hind program over there, the Introductory Arabic and Islamic Studies program is named after. He was the first student that studied in the uh, Darul Ulum in Deoband. It's famous that the Darul Ulum started in the shade of a, a pomegranate tree. And there were two Mahmuds. One Mahmud was the uh, Mullah Mahmud, the, the Ustad, and one was the student, this Mahmud al-Hassan. And when we say Deobandi, it's not a sectarian uh, designation. Rather, he's actually from Deoband. Like, that's his, that's his ancestral village. Uh, um, uh, the idea is that Deoband is not a sectarian group, rather the Darul Ulum is a stellar effort in representing the way of the Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah and uh, uh, anyone who portrays it or acts like it's a separate group, uh, such a person is a fool and has nothing to do with our mashayikh and our elders. Um, in fact, I heard this from my own Shaykh, rahimahullah ta'ala, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immerse him in mercy and raise his rank. Uh, it hurts even to say it, but uh, you know, Allah Taala blessed us with the uh, uh, with the with the with the joy of seeing our mashaykh and our elders, and uh, inshallah, that that itself is a great uh, a, a great honor and a great gift that uh, he deserves to be praised for. I heard my Shaykh Rahimullah Taala once in the in the majlis. He mentioned something. He said that. Uh, you know, groupie type people um, who don't really think in terms of ilm and they don't really think in terms of understanding. Uh, some of them, they get into this kind of group think or group mentality, mob mentality, um, cult mentality, uh, to the point where one of them may imagine that uh, 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 on the day of judgment, the angels will cry out, Oh, Deobandis, uh, you come and enter Jannah before anybody else. And so there was a, a, a kid in the Khanqa from the village who was not paying attention, uh, or it seemed at least that he was not paying attention. And when the Sheikh said this one sentence, Oh, Deobandis, come enter Jannah before anybody else, he said, Subhanallah. And the Sheikh, uh, uh, you know, the Sheikh like, uh, like a shark on, 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 on wounded prey. He said, See, Deho, Bewakuf, Deha Esko, Deha Esko. He said, did you see this idiot, what he just did, what he just did? It was intuitive. The point is he's saying it was intuitive for him to think that this is true. And it's not true at all. In fact, uh, uh, once I, uh, I asked the, uh, the Sheikh, uh, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, who himself is a father of Deoband, and he himself studied in uh, the Darul Ulum and graduated from Darul Ulum uh, at the hands of this Sheikh, Mulana Hussein Ahmed Madani. So both my Sheikh and Tariqa as well as uh, uh, my Madrasa. And uh, the Sheikh and Tariqa taught in a different Madrasa and the Madrasa, the Sheikh of the Madrasa was a Sheikh of a, diff- uh, of a different branch of the Tariqa that I didn't take. But both of them were connected to Mawlana Hussein Ahmed Madani. So my Sheikh, Rahimullah Ta'ala, Mawlana Abdul Halim Chishti, Rahimullah, Qaddasallahu Sirrahu, Rafa'allahu Darajatihi, Amin. He, although he himself studied in the Darul Ulum, he said, I studied there for 12 years. 
and uh, he, he was a direct student of Mawlana Hussein Ahmad Madani. When you ask him about the Sheikh, uh, it was rare to ask him about him, except for he would at some point or another begin to weep. But despite that level of reverence and love for uh, the madrasa and for uh, the elders and the mashayikh, I once asked him uh, about uh, something that one of the elder mashayikh of Deoband had written in a book um, with regards to the commentary on a particular hadith that didn't, didn't make sense to me. And so I asked him that question and he says, well, does this make sense to you? I go, no, I can't make heads or tails of it. He goes, are you going to believe everything a Deobandi said just because he's a Deobandi? Meaning what? That it doesn't trans- transcend the ulum. That the whole point of the, the madrasa, the, point, the whole point of the, uh, uh, the effort was in order to preserve the knowledge of Islam, in particular the understanding of the Ahl sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Um, did it pick up a, a particular flavor? Sure it did. But that's not the objective of the madrasa. That is a byproduct. That anybody who tries doing something, obviously if uh, Michael Jordan is trying to play basketball well, he sticks his tongue out. It's not the sticking the tongue out that causes him to slam dunk the ball, but it's just kind of like a something that happens by the way. Uh, may Allah forgive me for uh, comparing something as noble as preserving ilm with uh, you know, something as much of a stupid human trick as sl- slam dunking a basketball. But the point is, is that, you know, yeah, sure, there'll be a certain character that comes out by the way, but it's not what the objective was. And stupid people will look at those byproducts and think that that's what the madrasa is all about, and it never was. Uh, what the madrasa was always about is what is a stellar and a superior and a successful effort to preserve the way of the Ahl sunnah wal-Jama'ah and in as much as it did it, it was successful and in as much as it deviated or deviates or shall deviate from it, uh, there's still work to be done. So uh, the Shaykh studied uh, from Shaykh al-Hind Mawlana Mahmoud al-Hassan who's the original student of Deoband and who later on becomes the inheritor of all the original teachers um, uh, to the point where he becomes uh, uh, he becomes the the rector and the principal of the madrasa later on for a great deal of time. And uh, uh, he's then mulaqab bi Sheikh al-Hind uh, for reasons that may become a little clearer when we continue with the, uh, with, with, with the story. And uh, Mulana Hussein Ahmad Madani rahimahullah ta'ala from the 60 books he read from 11 teachers, about 24 of them he read directly from uh, Mulana Mahmud al-Hassan Sheikh al-Hind. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise their ranks and this is a great honor. In the blessed precincts of Hijaz in the year 1316, uh, he traveled with his father, Sayyid Habibullah, to take up residence in Medina Munawwara. Upon reaching Makkah Mu'azzama, he was blessed with the company of the Sheikh Haji Imdadullah Muhajar Makki, rahimahullah ta'ala. Before leaving for Hijaz, he had already gone and pledged allegiance with uh, the principal of Deoband at the time, Mulana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi. So he took the tariqah from him, rahimahullah ta'ala. And so this is a, a extreme, an extreme summary. There's a lot of interesting information behind it. We'll get to it, inshallah, shortly. Imparting lessons in the masjid of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, from the year 1317 Hijri until 1333, uh, uh, and so that comes out to uh, uh, 16 years. That comes out to 16 years. Hazrat uh, Sheikh uh, uh, Sheikh al Islam taught in Masjid Nabawi al-Sharif. Uh, during this time, uh, uh, Hazrat made three journeys to India, uh, due to which his, inter- his teaching was interrupted all in all for an aggregate of about four years. 
permission to accept bay'ah, the khilafah and the tariqah. In the year 1319, uh, Sheikh uh, uh, Mulana Hussein Ahmad Madani was granted permission and khilafah by Mulana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi, uh, the, the principal of Deoband, uh, 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 to accept uh, people into the, the spiritual path to initiate them and, and give them instruction. In 1335, uh, uh, corresponding to 1917, uh, Hazrat Mulana Hussein Ahmed Madani was imprisoned along with uh, Sheikh Al-Hind, his teacher, uh, in, the, uh, in the Crusader Fortress Island of Malta in the middle of the Mediterranean, and he was granted freedom in 1338. So three years or so in Malta, and after that he returned to India. In politics, after attaining freedom, uh, uh, from Malta, uh, from prison in Malta, uh, Mulana Hussein Ahmed Madani began taking an active part in striving for the freedom of India from colonial rule. After the death of uh, Sheikh Al Hind, his teacher, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, A'lallahu Darajatihi, uh, Mulana Hussein Ahmed Madani took a seat, uh, a leading seat uh, in uh, striving for its freedom and displayed Im- amazing feats of self sacrifice for his country, some of which, inshallah, we'll discuss a little bit later. The senior post of teaching in the Darul Ulum in 1346, uh, Hijri, with the consultation of Mulana Hakim al Umma Ashraf Ali Tanwi, Rahimullah Ta'ala, Hazrat Sheikh took over the leading seat in the Darul Ulum in Deoband, and until his death, he continued benefiting the Umma with his spirituality and knowledge. During this period, 3,856 students had the honor of studying a hadith under him. During this period, 3,856 students had the honor of studying hadith under him, which is no small achievement. From amongst those, uh, from amongst those uh, students was also my Sheikh Mulana uh, Abdul Halim Chishti. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate their ranks and unite them uh, once again uh, uh, after their time in this world has passed. Um, the presidency of the Jamiyatul Ulama of Hind uh, in 1360 uh, until his passing, Mulana Hussein Ahmed Madani remained the pres- president, the emir of the Jamiyatul Ulama Hind, the, uh, um, the, the coalition of uh, ulama, uh, political coalition of ulama. Uh, the accepting of allegiance, thousands of people throughout the length and breadth of India pledged allegiance, and not just India, outside of it as well. <laughs> Thousands of people throughout the length and breadth of India uh, pledged allegiance on the hands of uh, Mulana Hussein Ahmed Madani, from which 166 people were given uh, uh, the Khilafah, were given the Ijazah to themselves uh, to accept people into the Tariqah. In uh, his passing, uh, the magnific- his magnificent son of knowledge, practice, piety, and abstinence set on the 13th of Jumad al Ula. 1377 in Deoband, and he was buried next to his beloved teacher, Sheikh Al-Hind, Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilayhi Raji'un. And uh, just an anecdote I, I perhaps mentioned in the past as well. Um, I had the honor of meeting Mulana Taha Karan's father, Mulana Yusuf. May Allah Ta'ala have mercy on both of them, immerse both of them in his mercy and raise their ranks. And I asked him, did you uh, meet Mulana uh, Hussein Ahmed Madani? Uh, because Mulana Yusuf uh, himself was a graduate of Deoband. He said that he passed away before I reached the uh, Dora year, the Hadith year, the last year of my studies. But I saw him in the Majlis a couple of times. Uh, he said that uh, I knew 
that he had passed because I was taking a train to Deoband and at every stop uh, everybody was heartbroken and weeping. People were weeping, Muslims were weeping, Hindus were weeping, Sikhs were weeping uh, and he saw the heartbreak of the people at the sad news of his passing which is really interesting because these types of stories you only hear them in the uh, tabaqat usually uh, oftentimes uh, non-Muslims are highly antagonistic toward uh, our ulama and only those people who showed extraordinary kindness and tenderness to the people um, the people had this type of uh, of connection with them that we read in the books of uh, in the books of uh, the tabaqat that people like Mulana Rumi or people like uh, uh, Imam Ahmed or, or Imam Junaid that when they passed you'd see that uh, non-Muslims would even uh, come and show their respects uh, on the day of the janazah uh, and he passed away in, in the 13th of Jamad al-Ula in uh, uh, 1377 um, which is in the I believe in 1963 or sometime in the 60s the sublime character of Shaykh al-Islam Hussein Ahmed Madani the Shaykh's adherence to the Sunnah and humility. Once a student of Deoband invited uh, Hazrat Shaykh for meals uh, to his room. Uh, Moana Hussein Ahmad Madini accepted immediately. Just imagine a mere student with no status whatsoever inviting the Shaykh al-Islam and uh, 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 the latter accepting without any formality. When the student went to fetch uh, 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 Moana Hussein Ahmad Madani, he found some visitors present as well. Uh, Moana uh, Madani asked uh, permission to bring them along. The student readily agreed uh, and all went uh, to eat whatever little the student was able to prepare. Love and compassion to youngsters was a sparking trait, a sparkling trait in uh, Moana Hussein Ahmed Madani. And without complete annihilation of one's uh, carnal self, such qualities are very difficult to acquire. Uh, being somebody who actually studied in madrasa in the subcontinent, uh, I can uh, I can assure you that this really is a, a an act of um, an act of sacrifice. Uh, given that the food in the madrasa is usually uh, extremely simple, it's just watery dal and uh, roti and bread, and it's not any in any way, shape, or form even something that normal poor people eat. And uh, uh, for the sheikh to take out time uh, in, from his undoubtedly busy schedule and uh, uh, to eat uh, with such a student, uh, that food that many people consider their maqam in life uh, to have been attained by having had patience with such food for a limited amount of time and then graduating past it, uh, it's a true sign of a person's effacement of their, of their self. It really is. Uh, I don't know how to say uh, more than that, except for if you have to eat it for years uh, and there's nothing else to eat, then you might, uh, you might understand. Um, further than that, uh, somebody who meets regularly uh, with dignitaries and functionaries of state uh, and with Sarmayadar uh, capitalists and with businessmen and with great ulama, it shows that they actually prioritize the students of knowledge of, as being important, which only a person with basira and with vision understands that, that these people are important and they have a great maqam and a great rank with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that they have to be treated with kindness because when they come to the madrasa, they're the guests of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa A person who understands that will understand the value of honoring such people. 
And to everybody else, they're dusty, dirty, and disheveled and probably only came to madrasa because they couldn't get into medical school or they come from a poor family or whatever bakwas nonsense uh, other than that. That st- stupid dunyawi people say. Um, obviously, it's not very Sufi of me to use such negative words about, about people, but uh, you know that's okay. It's not really smart. It's not a really smart thing to do. Uh, that somebody who got tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala to read the books of hadith and the big books of the sacred sharia and the books of aqidah and learn the tongue, the blessed tongue of the uh, Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Allah Ta'ala says about it, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ قُرْآنًا عَرَبِيًّا لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْقِلُونَ And to look down on them and have stupid things to say about them. It's not going to look good on the Day of Judgment. And uh, looking down on people is not going to look good either. So, inshallah, they have their excuses that they were never taught any better or whatever. But uh, it's not something I would want to say. And it's not something any of us ever should say. And sure, maybe people may say it and you correcting them will be a waste of your time. But don't, don't do it yourself. Don't say it yourself. A day will come where it, look, it will look really bad. It will look really bad. And a day will come where those people uh, will... Despite their shortcomings, those people will be the ones that uh, uh, people will say, look, these are the, uh, <laughs> the people of wherewithal. And people only became doctors and, and lawyers and engineers because they couldn't uh, have the door of tawfiq opened for them by Allah Ta'ala to carry the sacred knowledge. And now uh, this, deed, this day, everybody will be in need of their donations. And, uh, you know, people say stuff like that. There are some people who say things like that and they're very rare. And then there's some people who believe it who are even rarer. So that's, I think, what I take from this is that the one who honors the students of knowledge like that, they understand, you know, they drank this reality inside of their heart. The veneration of the knowledge takes them to places like this. Mulana Bayezid continues. He said, there are many incidents of this type. Truly, uh, the Sheikh's compassion and concern for the students was remarkable. Words of pride and haughtiness would never be heard from uh, the sheikh because his eyes would always be focused on his personal shortcomings and never on his virtues and his capabilities. Uh, the sheikh would feel very uncomfortable when people would flock to him. For this reason, sheikh would delay in accepting people's um, oath of allegiance into the tariqah with him. Only after great insistence would the sheikh agree. Sheikh would cry and make this dua, Oh Allah, turn these people away from me. But Allah uh, decreed something else. The friends of Allah are ordered not to turn away uh, whoever comes to them with sincerity and with desire. Uh, this, is, this is important as well. And I have to make, this, uh, I have to make this, uh, this note. And whoever feels bad about it, you know, I'm sorry. It's not personal. Uh, but sometimes, you know, and I'm not talking about anyone in particular. However, you know, perhaps you are familiar with Russian story Cinderella. If shoe fits, wear it. Uh, um, that uh, uh, that nowadays we, I see this kind of ridiculous phenomenon of people when they give a talk, they put on like a poster, not only their name, uh, but their 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 titles, and then on top of it they say, "I'm the Khalifa of so and so" or the Khalifa. M- Majaz, even though the word should be mujaz, but the Khalifa Majaz, Majaz means a metaphor, the metaphorical Khalifa, I don't know what that means. Uh, but uh, the Khalifa of Sheikh so-and-so, they'll write the name of their Sheikh on the show bill as if it's like uh, some sort of, uh, uh, you know, some sort of like, uh, you know, Broadway show or something, some, something like that, a pay-per-view event or whatever. One night only, it's like a mon- monologue. Uh, uh, I was going to say something else, but it's Ramadan. Will just suffice by saying, oh, it's like some sort of monologue. Um, and yeah, that's not how this thing is supposed to work. It's actually said that Mulan Hussein Ahmed Madani, he refused to even let people call him Madani. Um, 
and maybe we'll read one of the letters that he sent to uh, one of the brothers that uh, he says, I don't know why people call me Madani. I'm from Faizabad. And he used to sign his name as Faizabadi or he would sign his name as Chishti uh, uh, because that, that the spiritual nisbah is uh, more permanent than the one of blood. Or he would sign his uh, name as the Nange Aslaf, the the, the embarrassment and the shame of the elders that came from before. Uh, and that's a far cry from saying Khalifa Mujaz of this sheikh or that sheikh or the other sheikh. Um, and I, someone, like, sent me a, 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 someone sent me an inquiry that like so-and-so uh, relative of mine, you know, has become a, a disciple of this, this and that person who his name is Sultanul Ashikin or whatever, something like that. And I'm like, Sultanul Ashikin, what the hell does that mean? Like, if you're the Sultanul Ashikin, you don't make a website with that as your name. You, uh, uh, you know, if that's who you are, that's who you are. You know, you're not even concerned whether people know or not. Um, and you don't advertise it because you have more important things to do. If you're drowning in the sea of love, then, uh, you know, you're not, you're not so generally so concerned with PR. And, uh, you know, uh, there are a million charlatans because people get moved by the stories of the mashaykh and the, and the, the awliya and there are uh, a million uh, you know sharks that are there to uh, kind of take advantage uh, and feast on the minnows that come to you know that come to that uh, that gathering and allah help us all allah ta'ala help us all uh, so the sheikh would uh, uh, feel very uncomfortable when people would flock to him for this reason he would delay in accepting allegiance in one letter, uh, Sheikh has written, People entertain good hopes uh, regarding me, whereas in reality there is no good within me. That people, they, their thoughts about me are, are good. They have a good opinion of me. But uh, indeed, uh, I'm the most evil of people if I will not be forgiven. Uh, Shaykh Rahimullah Ta'ala used to be very particular that students should never have within them an inferiority complex. He would emphasize in the students of knowledge to realize their rank and responsibility and to create within them the qualities of leaders. Many a time, I myself, says the author Mulana Bayezid, found uh, Shaykh addressing me with lofty titles despite only being uh, a student. Uh, the Shaykh would make beautiful du'as for his students. For example, Shaykh once made the following du'a for me. I ask Allah to guide you uh, to those actions which will please him and to open upon you the inspirations of the Arifin, the knowers of Allah. Allah alone knows the true meaning of these du'as and if and when they'll be accepted. And uh, this is, I guess, an important distinction between between humility and humiliation. We're supposed to have humility, but that doesn't mean that we... Uh, disavow the superiority of what Allah has given us, disavow the superiority of the Qur'an over all other uh, books and over all other teachings, disavow the superiority of the Prophet wasallam over all of the creation, disavow the superiority of deen over all other things, disavow the superiority of, of the knowledge of revelation over all other knowledge. Um, that's not real humility and that's not what the deen teaches. Rather, the deen is superior to all other things 
but the only thing that we put doubt on is our own uh, nufus, our own egos. That if Allah uses us for this deen, then we're the best of people. And if we screw it up, we're the worst. That we have the potentiality of the worst. And the potentiality of the best comes externally. The potentiality for the worst comes from inside. But as long as Allah keeps us with his fadl and keeps us with the deen, serving the deen, on the deen, practicing the deen, believing in the deen, um, uh, we are the best of we are the best of people, and it's nothing but Allah's pure grace. The tahajjud of uh, uh, of Sheikh and his daily routine. Sheikh's habit was such that he would never miss his tahajjud uh, and awabin. Awabin in the Desi uh, terminology is uh, six rakahs of nafal after maghrib. Although uh, the word awabin in, in in the hadith refers to the prayers that are done uh, in the late morning. But for whatever reason, the custom in the subcontinent is to refer to six rakahs after Maghrib as the awabin. There's a narration in Tirmidhi that the person who prays those six rakahs, who prays their fard, and then they pray their six, those six rakahs without speaking evil between them. Allah Ta'ala will write for them uh, the reward of 12 years of, of, of worship. Uh, and, you know, if that's how it is normally, then imagine how much it is in Ramadan. It's a very noble uh, practice and I saw a number of my mashayikh and elders uh, uh, sticking to it. That he would pray tahajjud and awabin whether on a journey or at home. Sometimes Sheikh would be invited to the um, assemblies and, and uh, rallies of certain madaris which would at times end at 10 or 11 o'clock after which the crowds would desire to meet the Sheikh. Finally, when everyone would disperse, the Sheikh would take rest. Then in the last portion of the night, whether summer or winter, when everybody would be in deep sleep, the Sheikh would get up, take his water jug and proceed to relieve himself and then perform uh, wudu. In the hot months, the Sheikh would lay on his prayer mat, on his musalla, on the grass outside, otherwise inside the room. After uh, uh, tahajjud, the Sheikh would engage in the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, uh, due to which the Sheikh would uh, uh, start crying profusely. Um, Hazrat Sheikh Mulan Zakaria, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions this, that uh, he, he would hear him um, making dua after his dhikr and crying, and he would make dua in the village language of his people. Uh, in the Indian subcontinent, you know, I guess especially to a non-Desi, it just looks like we're all speaking the same Urdu, Punjabi, it's all the same thing, you know, Gujarati, it's all the same thing, Bengali, it all looks the same to everybody from the outside. But interestingly enough, uh, every village has its own tongue. It's not a formal tongue, but it's what you learn, you know, as a kid. Um, and uh, some of those have are very highly Sanskritized uh, languages uh, that uh, are really intel- unintelligible to a normal Urdu speaker who was raised in the city. And... Uh, you know, so he said that 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 Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria Rahimullah Taala used to um, hear him weeping and the shrieks of his weeping uh, after making vicar after making vicar after tahajjud, and that he would he would uh, plead with Allah Taala in his village language, and he said I couldn't understand anything he was saying. He would just be making du'a and weep, um, and this is uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Inshallah, we'll continue tomorrow. Allah Ta'ala give us uh, the tawfiq of the love of the mashaykh and the elders. Their silsila is still alive. Their sanad is still being distributed. It's still transmitted. Many people who claim it uh, are falling, unfortunately, short of the mark, uh, uh, myself included. But don't be a hater. It's not dead. Allah Ta'ala gives and Allah Ta'ala promised that he'll keep this nur uh, alive. Um, and if it cuts off in one branch, then look for it in another one. 
uh, but the khair will be with this ummah continuously until the day of judgment. And uh, it's part of uh, our iman to know that with certainty. And uh, it's part of being a, a hater who's deprived of divine grace uh, to doubt in it and to entertain and sustain such doubt. Yes, doubts come to a person momentarily from time to time. And you cure those doubts by sitting in the majalis of the Ahlullah uh, and by seeking them. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is uh, narrated to have said, لَنْ يَشْبَعُوا الْمُؤْمِنُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ يَسْمَعُهُ حَتَّى يَكُونَ مُنْتَهَاهُ الْجَنَّةِ وَكَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ That's narrated that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the believer will never be satiated and satisfied uh, from good things that he hears, meaning the Qur'an, meaning the dhikr of Allah, meaning sacred knowledge, meaning the exhortations uh, and uh, sermons of the righteous preachers, meaning those majalis in which spiritual things are mentioned, in which the heart becomes clean and polished and shines and receives light, that the believer will never be satisfied with them. He'll always want more and more and more, and this will lead him down a path, the end of which is Jannah. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those people that if those doubts come to you for a moment, then seek out the uh, majalis of the Ahlullah and sit. This is a great sign of tawfiq that if you, if you like to be in these gatherings and you're able to be in these gatherings, this is a great sign of tawfiq Allah ta'ala gave you that even in an age where we are drowning in, in, in fitna and drowning in tribulation, that you can connect yourself with these things, uh, hold fast to them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us tawfiq that we hold fast uh, and that through the barakah uh, of these gatherings, all of us get dragged into Jannah, uh, no matter who we are, what we are, how unworthy we are. Wasallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.